0: Welcome to Rubberband Live, the Australian recruitment and talent acquisition vodcast and podcast. I am Eden Haddock, your host and the creator of Rubberband, the recruitment network for all. Let's go live. And we are live. Welcome everyone out there to this edition of Rubberband Live, recruitment chinwag with Stacey Hodgins. Now, we, before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that I live and work on, the Wadawarring and Jar Jar Warring people. I recognize their continuing connection to the land and waterways. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and I would like to extend this to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Welcome, Stacey Hodgins. Thank Thanks you so, so much lovely. for joining. How are you? you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I can't complain. Beautiful blue skies here in Brisbane, and um, it's probably one of my favourite times of year because you're not sweating.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Great. I- I love Brisbane. I need to spend more time in Brisbane, and there's, you know, such an amazing talent community up there. I believe there was a uh, a recruitment meetup last night. Uh, did you Did you attend that?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's amazing what a small recruitment world it is. You just, um, yeah, I think I knew every second person. There's probably about sixty people there. So,
0: yeah. oh wow,
1: I need to uh, go to more of these things. It's really important.
0: So. Yeah, so do I, and I, I've been meaning to go up to it. I I'm, my friend Lauren attends them regularly. Um, she's she's from Melbourne here as well, and I see the pictures on LinkedIn, and there just seems to be such a great vibe happening in Brisbane. It just seems to be this um, community is really, really evolving, and everyone's pulling together. And I'm yeah, the, the, Brisbane's the way to go, and I love it as well. And you're so close to the Gold Coast too. You're very lucky. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Gold Coast or Noosa, so you can go either way. So oh, nice.
0: fabulous, fabulous. Well, where do we start today? Well, look, firstly, I, w- I want to get to know you. So tell me, who is Stacey Hodgins? Tell me about maybe your childhood, your history. Tell me all about you.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so pretty basic, born in the 70s, um, born and raised in Brisbane, one sister, two brothers, and um, obviously both parents. Um. Yeah, where do I start? Pre technology. So most of the time was spent running around. Um, and my parents didn't know where we were at any time of the day. And just. Oh, um, I
0: love that. The 70s down at the parents.
1: Creek, wow. Yeah, <laughs> down at the creek, catching our throwing them into the dog's mouth, those sorts of things. So um, yeah. I. My dad was deaf. So he's now passed. Um, but he was deaf. So I was born with sign language. So. Um, wow. So reading people's body language is, I suppose it comes naturally in in some ways as well. So um, left high school, studied journalism at USQ. um, And then after about six months, I kind of did some digging into what a career in journalism would look like and realised pretty quickly after talking to a few people um, that it's really hard to get employed in journalism. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely particularly in the mid-90s. So I thought, well, the odds of getting employed as a journo after five years of study, um, do I really want to do this without earning any money really? So I ended up falling into marketing roles. You go into telemarketing <laughs> and those sorts of things. I've obviously I hospitality and everything um, and then ended up in business development roles, so sales, direct sales. Um, ended up... Um, Well, I was working for Australia Post for a while as an account manager and, yeah, small cog, big wheel, lots of politics. um, That was getting to me and going nowhere. And um, I thought, does everybody, do people seem really happy here that have been here for a long time? And they didn't. So I thought, I don't really want to do that. I was in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. Um, Ended up doing business development for a recruitment agency. I didn't even know what recruitment was or that it was a thing. I just know. applied for the job and got it, and it ended up bringing in roles, bringing on new clients. Um, their formula was a bit, little bit different, so I'd pass over the roles to another team to fill the roles. So um, okay. it wasn't satisfying. I thought this is this is bizarre because you'd follow up with the clients and they'd say, how's it all going? And i am like, I'll just pass you over to another person. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, but you, we wanted you. <laughs> so, yeah. It was a bit bizarre. So yeah, I thought maybe I want to do end to end. So I met with a rec to rec who introduced me to. Who said we've got a a great opportunity. It's a warm desk. It's contracting. Um, it's a contract desk doing accounting recruitment. And Mm. I said I don't know anything about accounting. Yeah, like I basically tried to talk her out of it. And she goes, No, trust me. When you meet Chris McGinty, you're going to love her and you're going to get along. I can just see it. So I met Chris, we connected straight away, ended up, she convinced me to take the gig. She goes, I didn't know anything about it either when I started Um, and she's successful. And um, we had a bit of a laugh about that and, yeah, ended up taking the gig. I became the biggest biller within the first three months. Oh, fast. Yeah, I just loved it. I had to Google what CPA, what a CPA was, what a CA is, what's a company secretary, you know. I had no idea. So it was just connecting the dots and, and actually asking the right questions. and Yeah. Yeah, I really I, liked it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I've got a real theory about this and I think it's been going on, look, and it has been going on for 30 years, I suppose. Like when you're looking for rookie recruiters, I suppose, uh, I always think it is better to be looking at people from a business development background versus a HR grad background. Yeah. If you're looking for someone to become an end-to-end recruitment consultant in an agency. And I know when when I started out, um, I mean, I was a small business owner previously when I moved into recruitment. I started, I was a florist. I had my own florist business for for quite a number of years. And um you know constantly having to business develop obviously when you're self-employed and a lot of the people that came in as rookies with me were you know people that were graduating from a HR degree uh but they didn't want to do the end-to-end they didn't want to bring on the roles so they they preferred that model that you were talking about where someone else did the business development and passed in the roles but then that was really challenging for them to build that relationship like you described Because you're right, like an organisation, if they're talking to a recruitment firm, they're connecting with the individual and they're saying, yep, want to sign up with you, want you to fill the role. And then if it's getting handed over to someone else, you've got to start that relationship all over again. So I can really relate to your backgrounds. And I think one of the things I want to ask you that I'm curious about, because I could see a really big benefit in this. Do you think your journalism studies have made you a more effective recruitment consultant?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think just that natural curiosity um, and asking Mm. the questions uh, and a genuine curiosity about what makes people tick. Um, And I think the writing skills really help with writing candidate reports and telling that story and then, Mm. you know, I suppose selling the story but also selling the concept of um, what's happening with the client, you know, and what the challenges are and being quite Mm. honest about those things. So but definitely you know, it's having those listening skills that come into sales as well. So, I think yeah, it's probably a combination.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that. I think you know one of the things when you talk about you know and and we're all talking about talent advisory at the moment, and you know all the different facets that make up a talent acquisition or or a talent management team. You know, we, we wear the hat of a recruiter. We often wear, wear the hat of a, a business development person. We wear the hat of a marketer. We wear the hat of a journalist. You know, we, we have to do everything. It's it's really all-encompassing. And I think all of those different skills and backgrounds that we have collectively as a community, uh, we can learn from each other because we need to tap into all of those different aspects.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even just going to the networking event last night was was just refreshing. Everyone's quite honest and quite supportive, which was nice.
0: Yeah, but there's always someone to learn from. I think. I think all of those different backgrounds. You know, there's often criticism that you know people don't seek out a career in recruitment or talent acquisition. It's one of those things we all fall into. <laughs> yes. And so yeah, and over the years, a lot of people say, "Hey, we need to." change the industry we want it to be a, a an industry that people seek out that they go to university to study to become a recruitment consultant I don't agree what do you think
1: I don't agree either I think you're, you're either naturally a recruiter or you're not I don't think it's something that can be forced um yeah, yeah I think you've just got to give it a go and if it's not for you it's not for you um if it is it is and just be honest about your strengths no. You know, yeah. There's, diff- there's different facets of recruitment. It doesn't have to always be end to end. It can be internal. You, you know, those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I'd love to talk to you about that a little bit more because I, I know that you've you've kind of moved more into that, you know, strategy and transformation and the and the and the project or program work that you're doing. And we'll we'll tap into that in a moment. But I, I would like to know. Just going back to that, we talk about we all fall into it, and I think that's a good thing because we all bring something unique and we learn from each other. But what made you decide, hey, I want to give this a crack? You know, you talked about that advice for people, give it a go, and if it's for you, it's for you. What made you decide to give it a go? Um,
1: I think for me, uh, upon talking to Chris, Chris McGinty, she goes, I was a foul teacher, um, and she, she, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I got I along really well with her. I connected with her. I connected with her story. Um, she said, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out and we'll find you something else or whatever. So um I think my gut was telling me just to give it a go. Um, yeah. There were quite a few. There were a few ex-accountants who became recruiters and um, all of those sorts of things, and they were saying, you don't have an accounting degree, you don't have a HR degree, and and that uh, that. Those comments were only made after I became the top biller. So yeah. a bit of, there's a bit of jealousy there, but
0: I mean. It's so funny. I remember those days of the HR degree. I mean, I don't think that is happening too much, but you still see it on job ads. So they're looking yeah. for a recruitment consultant, looking for a talent acquisition consultant, and then the skill, you know, the um, requirements of the role, tertiary education in business or HR. Where's the relevance? I, I yeah. don't understand it.
1: I completely agree with you. <laughs> you don't yeah. need it.
0: Yeah. It's com- a lot of
1: it's common sense.
0: Yeah. And I'm, look, I me mean, fine if you've got it right, but I don't think it needs to be a prerequisite. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because exactly. like I was saying, like all of those different facets and aspects of of the work that we can do yeah, using your journalist career, your journalist um, degree and, and the benefits that that can bring, can outweigh the benefits a HR degree can bring? Because, you know, we all need to come from different backgrounds because it is so broad what we do. Has the yeah. reality of, of being a recruiter met what your expectations were when you first talked to Chris and you thought, hey, it's time to give this a crack? My gut's telling me to.
1: It was What's actually better. I think it was yeah. actually better. Um, I had no idea how much money you can make in- <laughs> recruitment um, yeah. whilst doing something you actually like, which was talking to people and just, you know, um, yeah, and and just engaging with people and having that curiosity and just saying, okay, no. well, you know. And I, I think just that genuine, um, you know, being interested in people, you might not have placed that candidate, they've, you know, somebody, another agency got them the job but then you're following up because you want to see, you've made such a connection with them, you've spent hours with them. You follow them up to see how's how's your job going, you know. Mm. And they're like, "Well, my my recruiter didn't even follow up, or well, they've left that agency, so I haven't heard anything." And oh, by the way, I need to recruit my whole team now. Can you come out? Yeah. You know, it's just you, you, you've just got to have that genuineness, and like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. There's no formula to that, but um,
0: yeah, uh, I, yeah, oh, I think maybe there you know. is. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think it's authenticity, right? I mean, yeah. if we're talking prerequisites, I think a you're you're absolutely spot on. Rather than you know focusing on HR degree when you're listing what you what you're looking for when you're when you're hiring a recruiter, curiosity should be number one. Um, yeah. So I completely agree with you there. But but I think that um, authenticity is really important in the work that we do because you you need to form a personal connection with everyone you interact with, whether that's a candidate, whether that's, you know, your colleagues, whether that's your hiring managers, whether it's organisations that you're business developing to, if you're working in a recruitment agency or a recruitment firm, um, they connect with you. You know, you t- you talked about uh, those candidates that were placed with other agencies uh, that you continued the relationship with and then they became clients, and that's really common to happen yeah. because they've connected with you on a personal level and they've connected with you because of authenticity. So I completely agree with you. I think those, those skills are so important and I think that is the formula. You know, yeah. the formula is be yourself and you will be successful because people, it's it's a people, we're in the people game, right? And yeah. people connect. So they've got to connect with the true you and they've got to know the core of you. So I, I think that's awesome. What have been your biggest lessons over the years? What have what are the biggest lessons you've learned?
1: Yeah, um, so not just in agency, but also internal recruitment and just when upon talking to candidates and and really listening is um trust your gut. Yeah. Um every time I every time I've gone against it, it's it's bitten me in some way. Mm. Um so think long-term, not short-term wins um as well. Um you need to work with the leader whose values align with yours. So well they'll talk about EVP, so employee value proposition and everyone's every company, well most companies have got one now. But I think it's a lot of the time it's it's actually not real. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. You really need to look at that leader and who you're working with, um, because that's who drives the culture and the culture of the team. And mm-hmm. um, and maybe even if you're unsure about you know whether or not to join that team or that organization. Speak to people who's work, who've worked with them before. Have a look on LinkedIn. You know, you're a recruiter. You can do those stalking. Do that yeah. stalking. And reach out to those people and say, "What you know? What was your experience like?" I think that's probably mm. really important. Um, um, don't be afraid to take a leap of faith. So if you yeah. you know if you're not happy, you're not happy in the organization. The money okay. You know. I know some people financially can't do it particularly right now, but you kind of just need to to back yourself and look at what what else is out there and what do i really what do I really enjoy doing you you don't mm. want to be in a you don't want to stay in something that's soul destroying and uh, mm. yeah it just just makes you feel sick every day you don't want to do that um if you're a leader, be the leader be the kind kind of leader that you'd like to work with yeah um quite often I've learnt. I learned how to be a good leader by looking at the leaders that I don't want to be like, or I'd mm. never do that. Um,
0: so, yeah. yeah um, great hmm. advice. I think, you know, Stacey, one, one of the things that really resonates with me is that leap of faith. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people through these recruitment chinwags and, and people like you that have taken that leap, Um a lot of people at the moment are, I guess, transitioning away from, you know, the the corporate model of talent acquisition and those internal roles and looking to, I guess, use their curiosity to try different things and look for a variety in the work that they're doing. We're seeing a real rise in people freelancing. We're seeing a, yeah. a real rise in people working on, you know, project work transformation work and I understand you've you've had a very similar journey recently
1: yeah absolutely so um when I was I got back into agency recruitment um and then one of my clients um was actually starting up a needed to establish an internal recruitment team so um Uh They said that they couldn't afford me and I dro- I did drop a lot of money to take the opportunity because I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just going in there, um, you know, doing a lot of change management, finding out how they were doing things, um, you know, where savings could be made, um, you know, um, setting up the um, – the, doing my the due diligence on finding the right ATS and all of just basically setting everything up from scratch, recruiting the, the recruitment team and, and just making it sustainable. And just, I think that's really, I've really enjoyed that project work. And I actually said to them, I, I just want to be employed as a contractor. Let me do this, achieve this, and then I'll leave. And they said, no, you need to be employed <laughs> permanently. But once <laughs> yeah. I achieved it, I did leave. Sorry, yeah, at the end true. of the day, you know. Um, but I think, That's fun and and getting to do Mm. that and actually saying, you know, I saved X, Y, Z amount of money and, you know, and this is what I've walked out with, you know, and left it is is really satisfying. Um, Yeah, I really enjoy doing the project transformation work, the continual improvement, just seeing where cost savings and benefits can be made whilst doing hands-on recruitment. I think Mm. um, just having, yeah, that's that real commercial aspect and really getting embedded with the business um it does make you a better recruiter
0: it definitely does and, and you know you you actually um covered what I was about to about to comment but it's that commercial mindset and yeah. and the satisfaction of when you have transformed or changed a a, a process that becomes much more effective not only financially but also you know the benefits that that brings the team in terms of ease of doing business that's yep. something really satisfying about that aspect of it I love doing transformation work as well i I, I really really enjoy it so I, I can relate to that tell me so you hired a team of recruiters in that role how, how many recruiters did you hire
1: I hired three um, uh-huh. one was completely green she came from um she <laughs> Steph came from a hospitality background. Um, she did study HR. Uh-huh, um, so right. She had a natural curiosity for HR. Um, but what she was doing, she um, was actually while studying, she was the man- managing um, a team of hospitality staff that would go on and do events for a major oh, yeah. golf, a major golf course here in Brisbane. And so I said, so basically you're hurting cats because you're dealing with university students and and this and that, and you're you're also making. And she just explained her role, and she she just did it effort, effortlessly, and she's smart as well. And I just thought, wow, I can pretty much throw you anything, and you're going to be okay. And she was a sponge as well, so she just wanted to learn. She didn't have the ego. She didn't come with all the baggage. Um, yeah. And she she's now been she's now head of. Head of recruitment for a major not-for-profit in Melbourne. So, oh,
0: wow, yeah. fantastic! What a great yeah. story. She's and, come a long I, I think you know. I, I don't know. She had the HR degree, so I'm kind of you know contradicting myself, <laughs> it. but it does sound. I, like I it. didn't. I, it would
1: just meant <laughs> that she had a curiosity for it, I suppose.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. Like I was about to say, she ticked those two boxes: the curiosity and the authenticity. Um, so even with the degree, we can have the degree in there, but she still ticked the other <laughs> two. <boxes. laughs>
1: She didn't need it, to be honest. She never used it. She she said yeah. that. I, I never used
0: it. Oh, that's so funny. Um, well, fantastic. And tell me about what what are you doing at the moment? Are you are, are you currently working on any transformation roles, or what, you know what's what's happening right now in in the world of Stacey?
1: Yeah, sure. So I was doing um, just my own consulting through my own ABN, um, just helping out uh-huh. some friends um, establish a tech. Um, their tech business down the Gold Coast, so recruiting their whole team and coming up with policies and so forth for them. Um, And then I was recruiting for subcontracting to TQ Solutions, so going into all of their various clients um, where a lot of them um, were in a bit of a mess and quickly going in and, you know, getting recruitment back on track, I suppose. So that was interesting to work with a variety of clients. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm back to doing that now. So I'm... Just looking for consulting gigs, I suppose. Interested in transformation work. If anyone needs help with headhunting, um, you know, or, or they've they're at a bit of a loss or need to establish an internal recruitment function, that's that's sort of what I can do. Um, yeah, so yeah. I am helping a friend with um, ad hoc headhunting at the moment, but um, you know, just to keep me busy.
0: Well, anyone out there listening? I mean, it's coming up to new financial year. Yeah. Time to be doing your planning, time to be looking at what you want to achieve over the next 12 months. That transformation work, Stacey Hodgins, is available to help. So reach <laughs> out. <laughs> and um, listeners out there can, can contact you on LinkedIn. You're, you, that, that's the best yes, channel? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, finally, uh, what advice would you give to anyone out there who is either working in recruitment or is curious about a career in recruitment, what advice would you give them?
1: Yeah, I'd say um, just give it a go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably start off in agency recruitment <laughs> Yeah, and, um, and just see if it's for you, I suppose. Um, I suppose just uh, what else to get into recruitment?
0: Well, what do you think about agent? Why do you think it's important for anyone that's, that's curious about a career in recruitment to start an agency? What is it about agency that is so beneficial?
1: I think because it's about having that consistency. So they say it's a numbers game, right? So it's about reaching out to the clients um, and not being afraid to pick up that phone because you still need to do that internally. You still need to, mm. to reach out. You still need to um, negotiate salaries. You still need to reject people um it's it's all of those things um it is they do say it's harder in agency um but you've got to work for it it's it's i suppose it's developing that tenacity um Mm. you'll soon figure out if it's for you or not um as far as that's concerned but you can always go into internal but it's it's not being afraid to pick up the phone as well and i think it, it just depends on where you want to go i mean you could be doing recruitment support and not having to do those sorts of things um as well so which really you're an administrator which is fine um
0: yeah i i think (laughs) you know agency from my perspective is a great place to start and and it kind of covers off you know some some big themes that have come out of this chinwag today it's that commercial mindset you very very quickly need to operate like a business owner uh, and I think the benefits that that brings when you move into an internal role, and you know, we talk about transformation, we talk about change, we talk about you know more effective processes. Uh, having that experience of using your commercial mindset, which you learn very quickly in recruitment agency, it's sometimes you're, you're thrown to the wolves, but you know you do yeah. learn pretty really quickly. I think it yeah. brings much value to an internal function. So I completely agree with you. Um, look. Stacey, this has been an absolute delight today. I've I've really, really enjoyed catching up with you. So thank you so much for joining us for the episode today.
1: Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Eden. Lovely to meet you.
0: Lovely to meet you as well. And look forward to um, <laughs> seeing the next piece of transformation work that you do. That's very, very exciting. Uh, keep in touch and thanks for all your support with the rubber band community. Have a fabulous day.
1: Thank you, you too. Thanks, Stacey. <laughs> soon. See ya. Soon. Bye.
0: Bye.